Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. I'm headquartered in South Florida. That's where my church is. That's where our ministry headquarters is. If you're in the region, come on by Sundays, would you please? Por favor, come and see me on Sundays. I'm all I'm there all day preaching, praying, prophesying, and casting out demons, trying to help people to see their lives transformed. That's what it's all about, helping you, equipping you to lead a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. Good news is, if you're not in South Florida, you can watch that first service at 1047 a.m. Sunday, I'll be talking about Deliverance from Perfectionism. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. The afternoon service is not broadcast online. It's School of the Spirit at AHOP, and we're going into the deeper things of God, spiritology, angelology, demonology, uh, all sorts of things that most churches don't talk about, at least not in depth. And we're going into it. Activating the Nine Gifts of the Spirit is our current series. And if you're not in South Florida, you'll have to register to watch that online at schoolofthespirit.tv. The good news is... You can use my special gift code, mornings, that's plural, mornings, and you can get a discount on anything over there, not just the current series, but any series. Amen. It's so good. I'm so grateful for my Awakening Prayer Hub leaders all over the world, my Ignite Network members all over the world. I'm ready to run. Amen. I'm ready to run. Let's do this. Today, I'm reading from... Yes, mornings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. And today's devotion is titled, listen, believe that God is at work. Believe that God is at work. Can you believe with me today? Because he's about to do some work in us and through us and for us even this morning. And here's what I heard the Lord say. Things may look different, much different tomorrow. Let me read that again. Things may look much different tomorrow. So hold your peace, says the Lord. We could stop right there and just preach. My God. Things may look much different tomorrow. So hold your peace. Don't make any decisions today and don't be discouraged, says the Lord. Many times when hell is breaking loose against you, the enemy backs off as quickly as he came if you just stay steady. The key is not to get sucked into the drama. You do that by believing wholeheartedly that Father is in control. By casting your cares on Jesus, by asking for my help, and by believing that we are going to work it all together for your good and that you will emerge victorious, stronger, and wiser for the experience. Come on. Come on. Now, this is a good word. This is a prophetic word for you, not just for somebody. Listen, this is not just for somebody. It's not one of those Facebook posts. This is for, no, this is for you. Hold your peace. Don't make any decisions. Don't be discouraged. Don't get sucked into the drama. Cast your cares on the Lord. God is in control. Ask for the help of the Holy Ghost who dwells on the inside of you and believe Romans 8, 28. Today's scripture references James 1, 19, Isaiah 59, 19, 1 Peter 5, 7, and lots of scriptures today. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 
and 18. Now the prayer starter from the devotional, when the enemy comes in like a flood, raise up a standard against him. Help me to remember that this too shall pass. Help me to lock on to your word in the midst of the warfare, to be quick to listen to your voice and to be slow to speak from my soul. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, thank you this morning. We exalt you, God. We lift up your holy name. We lift up your magnificent name. You're a magnificent God. You're a gracious, gracious God. Come on, who could use the grace of God today? Who needs the grace of God today? Let's, let's meditate here for a moment in prayer. Father, thank you for your grace. My God, we need your grace. Father, we thank you that your grace is sufficient. Would you help us to tap in to your graciousness, to receive the reality, to understand, to catch a revelation of just how gracious you are? Father, we don't want to... We don't want to neglect or frustrate the grace of God. Paul, the apostle said, I will not frustrate the grace of God. Lord, we don't want to neglect the grace of God. We don't want to take for granted the grace of God, the power of God, the favor of God, the mercy of God. We thank you, God. We're so grateful for who you are. Even when we're not faithful, you're faithful. Jesus, even when you're not, we're not faithful, you're faithful. You're the faithful witness. You are the God who will never leave us or forsake us even till the end of the age, eternally faithful. Help us, Lord, make us faithful like you're faithful. Make us gracious like you're gracious. Make us merciful like you're merciful. Make us, oh Jesus, just make us into who you have called us to be. Father, we willfully enter into your making process. We enter in. We say, have your way with us. Do what you want to do in us. Do what you want to do for us, in us, through us, around and about us, God. We yield to you. We surrender to the magnificent God. We surrender to the one and only King of glory. We surrender to you, God, fully, holding nothing back. We refuse to hold on to the things that hinder love. We refuse to hold on to the ties that bind us. Oh, Jesus, deliver us today from ourself. Come on, deliver us today, God, from ourself. Oh, we talk about demons and we point to devils and we, 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 we complain about enemy harassment and hindering spirits, Lord. Oh, but deliver us from ourselves. The need to be right all the time. Deliver us from ourselves. The need to be seen all the time. Deliver us from ourselves. The need to have what we want when we want it. Deliver us from ourselves, oh God, oh Jesus Grace and mercy, grace and mercy, grace and mercy. Deliver us from our self-pride and deliver us from our self-sufficiency, oh God. Apart from you, we cannot do anything. Help us because sometimes, somehow, we just think we got it all figured out. Sometimes, somehow, we just think our way is better than your way. Sometimes, somehow, we think we got it all together and we leave you out of the storyline. Jesus, forgive us. Forgive us for not acknowledging you in all of our ways so that you can direct our steps because you want to. And your direction is better than our direction. Your GPS is better than our GPS. Your ways are better and higher than our ways. Your thoughts are better and higher than our thoughts. So God, forgive us 
for being so self-focused, so self-centered that would leave you out. You're knocking on the door. You're knocking on the door. You're knocking on the door. Jesus is knocking on the door. God, help us to stop acting like we don't hear the knock. Help us, Lord, to stop knocking so loud on the door of your kingdom, asking for things that have nothing to do with your will for us. But we keep knocking. We take that concept out of scripture, ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking, and bet we're knocking on the right door for the wrong thing. Jesus, at least we come to you. At least we got that part right. At least we're knocking on the right door. At least we're not knocking on the door of self-glorification. At least we're not knocking on the door of the false prophets. At least we're not knocking on the wrong door, but God help us to stop knocking on the right door for the wrong reason. Knocking on the right door in the wrong season, asking for things that are not according to your will for our lives, asking with wrong motives, asking amiss, asking with double-mindedness, asking for things that have nothing to do with our purpose, nothing to do with our destiny, nothing to do with our calling, nothing to do with our gifts. We just want it because someone else has it. We think it would be nice to have. Would you help us, Lord, to stop knocking on the right door for the wrong thing? We're wasting our time. We're wearing out our knuckles, God. We're frustrated because we don't understand why we're not getting prayer answers. We're bewildered. We're confused because we keep knocking. We keep knocking. We keep knocking. A preacher told us to keep knocking. The pastor told us to keep knocking. Heck, your word says to keep knocking. And we think we're being obedient because we keep rat tat 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 tat. We keep knock, 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 knocking on the door. And it's the right door. We've come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain grace and mercy, but we're also trying to obtain other things that it's not in your will. Help us to stop knocking on the right door for the wrong thing. Go, Lord, make us so sensitive to your heart. Make us so sensitive to the spirit of grace. Make us so sensitive to the, to the spirit of God on the inside of us that we would knock on the right door for the right thing at the right time. God, give us Holy Ghost timing. Give us Holy Ghost timing. Give us Holy Ghost timing in the knocking. So that we can come to you in the right way, having confessed our sins, having been cleansed of all unrighteousness, ready to obey your word, seeking your heart and not just your hand, seeking your way and not just your gifts, <laughs> seeking your face and not just your provision. Help us, Lord, to come and knock for the right reason at the right time for the right purpose. Help us, Holy Spirit, because Romans 8.26 tells us that we do not know how to pray as we ought. Help us, God. We're knock, knock, knocking, but we don't know how to pray, pray, pray. We're asking for the wrong thing. God, would you just take over our mouth? Let the spirit of prayer rest upon us when we enter into knocking mode. Help us, Lord. Let the spirit of intercession, let the spirit of prayer rest upon us when we enter into the knocking mode. So that we can be efficient, so that we can be effective, so that we can break through obstacles. We can't break through them if we can't see them. I see somebody in the spirit right now. I just saw a picture and you're running, you're running along and it's like you keep hitting a wall, but you never saw it. 
It's like you keep running into something and you don't know what it is. You didn't see that it was there. It's almost like it's invisible to you and it's because it's a demon power. It's because it's a spirit. It's because it's an opposing force. And you need to get on your face before the Lord instead of getting frustrated and, and threatening to quit every five minutes. You need to get on your face before the Lord and ask him, what is the root of this opposition? How come I keep hitting a wall? How come I keep bouncing back when I'm trying to bound forward? I see that so clearly right now. Let's just all pray that. Father, in the name of Jesus, would you help us today? <laughs> would you help us today to see what is opposing us? So that we're not blindsided, so that we're not pushed back, so that we're not pressed down, so that we're not destroyed, so that we're not overcome, so that we're not walking around frustrated on the verge of giving up half the day because of some unseen force opposing our forward moving progress. Father, we want to catch the wind of your spirit. We want to walk in mega momentum. Lord, we can't do that if we can't see. So open our eyes to the spirit realm, oh God, and help us see what we haven't seen before. Open our eyes, God. Open our eyes, God. Open our eyes, God. Help us to discern. Because maybe we're bumping into an angel like Balaam's donkey. Uh-oh. Maybe, just maybe, just maybe, just maybe, just maybe, it's not the enemy opposing us. Maybe, just maybe, just maybe, just maybe, it's you opposing us. Oh, Jesus, we don't want to think that, do we? We don't want to acknowledge that, do we? I can hear you out there all over the world, Singapore and Taiwan out there and South America. And you're saying, nah, that's not me. God's not opposing me. How do you know? How do you know? It's prideful to immediately suggest that that's not your problem without having prayed for it or sought the Lord on it. The Bible says that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. So when I suggested that maybe it's God opposing you and you immediately got your back up, <laughs> you immediately got offended. You immediately said, I thought she was anointed. I don't know why she's spewing all this stuff at me because it ain't me. Maybe it is you. Come on, let's confront our pride this morning. You want breakthrough? Humble yourself. Come on. I'm talking to me too. Come on. We're in this together. Come on. You know this. We're in this together. Come on, Mexico. We're in this together. We don't want to blame everything on the devil. Oh, the devil's resisting me. Oh, the devil's stopping me. Oh, the devil's harassing me. Oh, the devil. Is it the devil? Most of the time it probably is. But what if it's you resisting you? <laughs> What if it's you sabotaging yourself? You ever thought of that? Can we not blame everything on the devil? We give him way too much glory. And you know, I'm a warrior of warriors. You know, I'll go toe to toe with whatever devil wants to get in my face. But everything is not a devil. I said everything is not a devil. Could it be possible that you're stripping over your own sin? Oh, y'all don't like me anymore this morning, do you? <laughs> you get over yourselves because we're going somewhere together. We're in this together. I'm trying to help you. Listen, if you had, if, if you came to me and I was a doctor and you said, I got a, a lump in my body, would you check it out? And you asked me if it was cancer and I knew it was, but I didn't tell you that would be malpractice. That would be malpractice. It would be malpractice. I'm not operating in a malpractice spirit. I'm going to tell you the truth. 
and I'm talking to me too. So father, help us, help us, help us. Are we tripping over our own sin? Help us. Are we tripping over our own ego? Help us. Come on, help us. God, help us. Show us what we're tripping over. Show us what we're hitting the wall. What is that? Are you opposing us because we're operating in pride? Pride comes before destruction. Are you, are you, are you resisting us, God, because we acknowledge you and in your mercy? Listen, you'll like this part better. Lord, are, are, are we, are you resisting us because we didn't acknowledge you? And you have a better plan for us. And in your mercy, you're, you're resisting us. You're opposing us. You're stopping us. And we think it's the devil. So we keep trying to do something you never called us to do. There's no grace to do it. But in your mercy, because of your great love for us, you're opposing us. Not because you're mad at us. Not because we're in sin. Just because we're clueless as to your will and your plan. Are you protecting us? Could it be possible that we keep hitting a wall? Because what's on the other side of that wall is dangerous to our destiny. Lord, show us where this brick wall is coming from. Is it us? Is it you? Or is it the enemy of our soul? Because, Father, we don't want to sit around binding demons all day. I bind you. I bind you. I I put a cease and desist order on you. I push you back, you devil. And it's really you because we can't bind you. We would never want to, Lord. We can't push you back. You're the almighty God. <laughs> we can't, we, we can bind ourselves with our words, but we can't push ourselves back. We just have to submit to you. So father, right now we submit ourselves to you and we ask you, we ask you to give us discernment so that we can see the root cause of the opposition. Open our eyes. Give us that sense of knowing. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. We are totally dependent upon you, the God of grace, the all-sufficient God, the God who loves us perfectly, the God who delivers us completely, the God who heals us wholly. We're totally dependent on you. No longer will we lean on our own understanding. We repent of that and we say that stops now. Help us never to do it again, God. We don't want to knock on the wrong door. We don't want to knock on the right door with the wrong prayer. And we don't want to continue to blame the devil for something that could be easily resolved with repentance. So forgive us, Lord. We repent for not acknowledging you. We repent for getting ahead of you. We repent for being double-minded. We repent for being selfish. We repent and we receive your forgiveness. And today is a new start. Today is a new beginning. We're going to see things more clearly now because we've seen things more clearly now. (laughs) We're going to see more today than we've seen about our lives and about the enemy and about you because we've got a clean slate. We have understood some concepts some precepts that we knew before but we forgot in the moment. We praise you. We thank you, God, because you alone are worthy. You are worthy of our praise. When we're weak, though, you're strong. When we don't think we can take another step, you'll pick us up and carry us if you have to. That is how gracious you are. Your grace is sufficient. We're so grateful for your grace. Oh, great God of grace. Oh, great God of mercy. You are for us and not against us. 
never against us. You may oppose us, but that doesn't mean you're against us. You're protecting us. Ultimately, you're protecting us. Ultimately, you're protecting us from ourselves, from the enemy, from some partnership that we thought was the one. So we give you glory. We give you honor. We praise your holy name. There's no one like you. And now we want to deal with this thorn in our side. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at GlobalPropheticCenter.com. have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians 12. Now, you know this. This is a familiar verse. You know this. It's a familiar. Don't, don't get too familiar with the word in the sense that you're like, well, I've already heard that. I already know that. That's called pride. Every time I read the word, I get something new out of it. I see it from a different dimension and a different angle. I cannot read the word without getting revelation, even though I've read it. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've read the Bible over 20 plus years. I don't know, but it's been a lot of times. Let's start here with 2 Corinthians 12, 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Now notice how he says this twice in the same verse. He starts out saying, lest I should be exalted above measure. And he ends up saying, lest I should be exalted above measure. Paul, the apostle, was extremely aware of where the opposition was coming from. And he knew why. 
Now that's another level. When you can understand the opposition and why it's there, you're on a different level. You're on a different plane. Now we don't always know why. God doesn't always tell us why. Sometimes it's not necessary to know why the opposition is there. But Paul tells us twice why. So he wouldn't get puffed up. So he wouldn't be exalted. So he wouldn't exalt himself because he was a man of revelation. He prayed in tongues more than anybody. So what did God do? A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. My, 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 my. The, the Passion Translation says, the extraordinary level of the revelations I've received is no reason for anyone to exalt me. He didn't want to be exalted. For this is why a thorn in my flesh was given to me, the adversary's messenger sent to harass me, keeping me from being arrogant. Trials will do that, won't they? Trials will do that, won't they? I said, the trial will do that. The message version says, lest the message version says, because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head. I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. <laughs> now, Paul, the apostle, he didn't like it. Even though he, he, he understood why it was there, he still didn't like it. This is the great apostle Paul. He understood why. He understood the purpose of the thorn, but he didn't like it. And what happened? He cried out to God and he asked him to remove it. Three times he asked God to remove this thorn in his flesh. Three times. <laughs> if it were me, I probably would have asked more times, but I think after three times, God gave him an answer and he couldn't bother to ask again because he knew God wasn't going to do anything about it. He said, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, this was a messenger of Satan. You have to understand God's not trying to hurt you. God's not trying to harm you. God will never do or say anything that will bring harm into your life. He will never give you an instruction that will bring harm into your life, that will cause you to, to, to find yourself in danger, in peril, or sick. God doesn't have any sickness to put on you. I said, God doesn't have any sickness to put on you. God doesn't have any pain to put on you. He removes pain. But sometimes God allows things in our life. This was a messenger of Satan. It wasn't an actual thorn. Understand. There's been all kinds of debates in scripture about what this is. This wasn't an actual thorn. It was actually a messenger of Satan. He had constant warfare is another way to say it. He had constant warfare. There's probably somebody that was a heresy hunter that just kept nagging him. That just kept him on his toes. I don't believe this was a physical issue. I believe this was external warfare against him. And God said, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own weaknesses. Once I heard that, Paul said, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving on my weakness, 
Now I take my limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size. And he tells you what they are. Abuse, accidents, opposition, and bad breaks. These were the, this, this was the manifestation of the thorn. It was external warfare. It wasn't a pain in his body. It was abuse, accidents, opposition, and bad breaks. Did you get it? He also, in the, in, in the Amplified Bible, it says mistreatment. For when I feel my weakness and endure mistreatment, when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because of my love for Christ, I am made stronger. So understand that this thorn in his side wasn't a physical ailment, affliction. This was warfare from the outside, and God allowed it. He allowed some opposition in Paul's life. He allowed some opposition in Job's life. He allowed some opposition in the Israelites' life when they got into the promised land. He didn't deal with all the demons because the next generation needed to learn how to fight. So, Father, in the name of Jesus. Come on, that was a long, a long teaching session there for, for as far as the prayer calls go. I don't usually teach that long, but I need you to get this. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to understand that your grace is sufficient for the battle. That whatever opposition we face from the enemy, your grace is sufficient to overcome it. That whatever opposition we face from the enemy, it makes us more dependent upon you. It helps us gain a revelation of our authority as we learn to overcome it in Christ. It builds in us an endurance and a strength that we would get no other way. It tests our mettle and purifies our faith. So, Father, we're not going to complain about this thorn anymore. We're not going to complain against these satanic messengers anymore. Complaining does not make them go away. We're not going to feel sorry for ourselves because of all the opposition, the abuse, the accidents, the bad breaks. No longer will we sit around having a pity party with the devil. No longer will we sit around and complain about our limitations, about what we can't get done in a day because the devil took down our internet. We give the devil too much glory. No longer will we allow ourselves to whine and groan and grumble and complain, but we will have thanksgiving. Because somehow, some way, and we don't understand how, but you'll get glory out of this. Your grace is enough. It's all we need. God's strength comes into its own in our weaknesses. God's grace is more than enough for us. We thank you, Lord, because your power finds its full expression through our weaknesses. So we're going to celebrate our weaknesses. Because when we're weak, we sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in us. When we feel like we can't deal with one more naysayer, one more negative Nancy, one more heresy hunter. When we feel like we can't deal with the, with the, with the bad bosses and the racists and all those on the outside, we're not going to focus on them. We're going to focus on the mighty power of Christ living in us so that we can get through it instead of letting it get to us. Thank you, Lord, that we're not defeated by our weaknesses, but we're going to delight in our weaknesses. When we feel weak and endure mistreatment, when we're surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because our love for Christ, it makes us stronger. 
your weakness, our weakness becomes a portal for God's power. Catch that. Our weakness becomes a portal for God's power. So thank you, Lord, today. Help us embrace this reality. We don't want warfare. We don't want opposition. We don't want bad breaks. We don't want that, but it's just part of life. So help us to just understand that we all suffer. We all have warfare. Who are we to think that everything should just go smooth all the time? Help us, Lord, to see the opposition as a sign of the power that we carry and how the enemy is afraid of us. We praise you this morning and we thank you this morning. And we say there's nobody like you. You are awesome. You are mighty. And we will glory in our weaknesses and glory in our God. We will not glory in the enemy. He gets no more glory. You know, in the enemy's kingdom, our complaining is like praise. In other words, we praise God. When we complain, we're actually praising the, the work of the enemy in our lives. So we, we, we repent for complaining and we thank you, Lord, that every time we feel like we're going to start complaining, instead, we're going to lift up a praise to you. Every single time that we feel like we're going to, we, we feel tempted to complain. Come on, this is your homework today. This is your strategy today. Every time we feel like we want to start complaining, instead of complaining, we're going to praise your name and we're going to watch our atmosphere shift. And we're going to watch the power of God rise up in us, even though we feel like we can't take another step forward. We're going to do this because we want to glorify your name in the earth and be a good witness to those who don't yet know you. Instead of walking around, looking all sad and bitter and angry and stressed out, we're going to walk around in the spirit of the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Amen. If you want to sow into the ministry, you can do that in one of three ways. You can share this broadcast. That would really help can share the broadcast You can go over to prayforjennifer.com and join my intercessory prayer army. And you can sow financially if you want to help us. We, we broadcast this and we, we actually boost the Facebook posts into emerging markets. You can go over there and, and sow and help us to boost these posts and cover all those admin costs at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. Text the word pray 754-701-2161. PayPal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. And the P.O. Box is P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. God bless you. I'll see you on uh, tomorrow or later today. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.